Welcome. I'm Helena, and you're listening to the Women of OCR podcast, where we get a pump sharing our battle experiences, war scars, and OCR training advice. Today's guest is Alisa Hawley, a Spartan Race Pro Team member who just finished fourth at Lake Tahoe at the Spartan Race World Championships. Amazing, and congrats, Alisa. Um, when we first interviewed her over a year ago, she had only just completed her third OCR. So it's pretty amazing how far she's come in just a year. So we were pretty keen to speak to her again. In this episode, you'll hear from Alyssa on why she shifted her training focus to more running and less strength building. You'll hear all about her weekly training routine, uh, where she finds the confidence to race and how she deals with that feeling when you get to the start line and everyone around you is absolutely amazing. Let's kick off. The last time we spoke, you had just finished, I think, your third race, and I mean, now it's about maybe eight months later, and you're part of the Spartan Pro team. How did that happen? Yeah. So after Seattle, and I won Seattle, and I got talked into going down to Sacramento, and I did well there. I just kind of kept trying to do as many races as possible, and I didn't really expect to like be on the team or anything like that. But I went down in Temecula, and I ended up winning a huge race. Like I, I beat out Rose Wetzel and, you know, it was like one of the first big races of the um, OCR season. And then I took second the next day in the sprint. And so I think that's kind of what got people's attention because you never really know who's going to be good. You know, there's some people who kind of just come out of the woodwork and win a race and, you know, some people end up, end up staying and, and winning a lot and doing well. So that was just kind of my solidified, like, okay, this girl's here to stay. And then I did a couple more races, um, I think in Houston. And then I got a call from uh, Rob, one of the race directors, and uh, he asked, you know, are you serious about this? Like, what's your race plan for the season and things like that? And I guess once they found out I was pretty serious and they had an open spot on the team, it was just perfect, perfect timing, you know. Um, it happened about right before April or beginning April ish, yeah. Amazing. And you got a space for the World Championships as well, right? Oh, yeah. Yep, I'll be going to Worlds. Yeah, I got my coin. And how how does that feel? Like it's been less than a year, I think, since your first race. Oh yeah, it's it's been almost exactly a year, actually. Like August thirteenth is when I count it. <laughs> um, Amazing. But uh, yeah, I, I got my coin. I can't even remember after what race. Actually, that's really sad. I think it was after Seattle. It was after Seattle. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got my coin, and I was just like, "All right, this is this is the big time now. This is this is really happening. So it's really exciting, especially you know just being so new to the sport and already being able to go to such a huge event. It's just such an honor." Well, I wish you the very best of luck. Um, <laughs> Thank and, you. And something that I'm really really curious to know is um, the last time that we spoke, when you were still kind of early in the OCR world, um, you told me about your kind of training routine, and you had two upper body lift days and two leg lift days, and then three days of running. How has your, mm-hmm. if at all, how has your training changed since then? My training has changed a ton. Like, oh, really? so after that, I started um, seeing this guy at the gym. And uh, we started training together and he was a runner and uh, he was also interested in Spartan. So, I mean, one day I was at the gym and 
um, he's just like, what the heck are you training for? You know, because I'm just doing all this weird stuff, like running to the gym with my water pack, doing a couple lifts, and then running home. So he asked me what I was training for, and I told him Spartan, and he was, like, interested in doing one. And then he had this lifting program that I was really interested in. Um, up until Temecula, I just started lifting, like, a ton, and just, like, on just a more bodybuilding type of lifting program, I guess. And then I was, he was a runner, so he kind of helped me do, like, a run schedule. Then after Temecula, I was still really into like lifting a lot and I was just putting on a lot of muscle and a lot of weight. And I felt that after Montana and Monterey, um, I took seventh in those races and I was just kind of thinking about, you know, like what the difference is between me and like Faye and Lindsay and them who are winning. And I, you know, they just have these huge running backgrounds. So like, mm-hmm. I dropped the weights basically. And I just started running like crazy. I just started trail running, just, you know, running all the time. And then I was super blessed to have this gym sponsor me. They're called Corfit Inc. Mm-hmm. And it's in my hometown. And uh, the owner, Kurt Salquist, is coaching me now. Uh, he created a plan for me that was basically a lot of running, um, a lot of trail running and a lot of heavy carries, like on trails and things like that. And I would only be going to his gym, which is kind of like a CrossFit gym. Um, mm-hmm. It's not labeled CrossFit, but they do that kind of training. So I'd go there maybe, maybe twice a week. And then the rest of the time I'm in the mountains just running. And so that's really what my training is focused on now. It's just running, 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 like just trail running and, you know, getting some heavy carries in there and then hitting the gym, you know, just to keep the strength that I have, but build that running base like crazy. You know, after Monterey, I started winning a lot more races and it's, it's really, uh, I think what's working for me right now. Amazing. It's kind of what I mm-hmm. found as well, just kind of focusing more mm-hmm. on the running side. If you're able to talk about it at all, I'd love to hear a bit more about what types of runs you do and how often? Basically, I have all the speed workout typically on a Monday. So we'll go to the track and I'll do like a 6.30. Well, the one I did the other day actually, it was like a 6.30 tempo lap, tempo mile. Mm-hmm. And then so straight into that tempo, I'll do um, 100 meter repeats. So this week I did 1600 meter repeats. So you'll do you'll run the 6.30 lap and then you'll do um, 100 meters. And then at the end of your 100 meters, which should take about 20 seconds, You'll do three burpees, and then you'll rest for the remainder of the minute, and then you do it again 16 times. After that, you try and hit another 630 mile. And, and let me tell you, in Colorado, with the, alt- with the altitude, oh, my gosh. I could I could barely pull out, like, a 745 the other day. It was just insane because my lungs were just dying. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'll do a speed workout, or I'll do, like, a tempo, like, 5K, basically. So I'll run, like, a mile slow, do three miles, you know, at my – Five, almost 5k pace so like a mm-hmm. 630 pace and then another day i'll have we have tons of mountains and stuff in in spokane I'm and so jealous. i'll run like on a yeah right i know so it's it's so awesome so i'm trying to really take advantage of that now he's super knowledgeable on all the trails and things like that so there's this one that i do where you run like a tempo kind of like a, a fast maybe like more of like a 7 730 pace and then there's this hill that i go like straight up and it's just like almost like you have to crawl up it and then on my way back down, that'll be my recovery, and I'll do it again, kind of like a loop. So it's basically, it's kind of like a hit training almost, mm-hmm. so it's getting some hills in there. And then I'll do, I'll have a couple of days of just a medium-slow trail run, so it'll be like 45 minutes, and then I'll have a longer one mm-hmm. where I'll do anywhere from like an hour and a half to two hours. And then I'll have what's called HICT training, H-I-C-T. Mm-hmm. which I did today, actually. So you just carry something heavy. So today I grabbed a log up on the ski mountain, carried it up for 15 minutes, going at a steady pace, so like a zone three, zone four. And then um, 
drop it for like five minutes rest get your heart rate back down and just repeat that i did it like three times today so something like that so that's kind of working in like those heavy carries and, and getting up hills yeah and then, and then i'll have a couple like days where i do uh, you know like 10 squats 10 push-ups 10 pull-ups i'll do some deadlifts i'll do some squats like throw that kind of stuff in there you know every maybe two or three days just some strength stuff this is kind of like what he, I really like what he calls it. It's like, I already have my strength. So it's just greasing the group. It's just keeping that strength and not necessarily like building on it because, you know, I can hit all the obstacles really well mm-hmm. already. So it's just kind of keeping that strength that I have. Interesting. It, it does sound like you're being like really super prepared for anything that might come at you in a race. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We hit pretty much every angle in his training that he outlined for me. It's great. Yeah. It's awesome. And so kind of thinking about, your training and how he's changed over the last year. Like, it, although it sounds like you're super well prepared, did you have mm-hmm. any any really uh, like a moment that was difficult that stands out now in your mind in any of the races you've done? Something that was a huge challenge for you, and I I was going to ask like what obstacle was the biggest challenge for you, but it doesn't sound like you're struggling in that department. <laughs> um, no, you know, every once in a while there will be some obstacles that that will like the spirit throw. This like fifty fifty for me every time. It drives me nuts. <laughs> like, I practiced the spear throw every single day, no joke, up until, um, I think it was Monterey, and I still missed it. I was like, are you kidding me? I practiced every day. And so, like, oh, no. you know, there's things like that that I really still struggle with. And sometimes, you know, like, just randomly obstacles will kind of kind of get you, like, uh, the rope climb. It was super difficult for me in Asheville. I, I was so defeated that day. Like, it was just, you know, the rope was slick. Like, that's what I love about these races, too, though. Like, I can climb the rope you know no legs and all of a sudden this rope was really slick and I couldn't get up it mm-hmm. and it was just like you kind of have to just adapt and like figure out you know how you're going to go about it in terms of difficulty I guess really the main thing for me with hills like when I got into Montana like I just I just like collapsed on the hills really I everybody was just passing me and passing me and passing me on the hills like I can do the downhills but that was something I really wanted to work on so it's really been helping a lot getting out on the trails having those kind of hill workouts and kind of really learning how to uh, pace myself almost like there's a lot of times where you should be running up a hill and a lot of times where you should be power hiking up a hill and you kind of have to listen to your body and know excuse me when um like when you need to do those things and like strategize in the race so that's kind of been a huge part too um is is having that strategy and game plan going into races too that i've had to learn a lot totally know what you mean about kind of managing yourself uh-huh. up the hills and actually one really uh-huh. cool tip that i like from uh, matt murphy i think he's one of the top australian obstacle course racers but is that mm-hmm. is to start running at like just before you crest the hill so even if you're if you're walking uh-huh. up just start running before you actually hit the top of it so that you regain that momentum which, yeah i like that yeah it's really useful um so one thing that stood out to me the last time that we spoke was um, your belief in confidence and consistency. So like, I think you said something like confidence is if you prepare well, then you're going to mm-hmm. do well in a race. Is that still something that like impacts your motivation and your, yeah, just drive for OCR? Yeah, for sure. I've actually been doing um, the Spartan Race live videos and um, I really try to um, focus on training how you're going to race. And because to me, that's how you build confidence in races. Like you can go to the gym, you know, and maybe do some farmer's carries and stuff like that. And you can go run on the treadmill, but it's not going to necessarily 
give you that confidence going into the race. Like, okay, I have to carry this bucket up the hill. Like, yeah, I've carried some heavy stuff, but it's a little different on all this uneven terrain. And, you know, you're going up these crazy, crazy hills. Like, you can practice on a treadmill and things and get that endurance space, yes, but you're not going to have what I call, like, trail legs. Mm-hmm. where you have to, you know, be maneuvering over different rocks and ruts and things like that. So, you know, I'm just, I've always been a huge advocate of training how you're going to, how you're going to race, just like mimicking those things, because that's where your confidence is going to come. And you're just going to perform so much better in the race if you train that way. Yeah, you you sound really into running right now, but you were kind of mm-hmm. doing more of lifting before. Um, did you, how was that transition into doing more running? Because I know a lot of people hate running and just the thought of kind of mm-hmm. having to run more than 5K can be like, oh, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> For sure. The transition for me was kind of scary only because I, I was scared I was going to lose my strength. Like that's been mm-hmm. how I've won a lot of my races is just by being able to beast up that bucket carry and pass four girls. It was kind of scary to go into those races after that training, you know, and I just, I really had to trust that training and trust that, you know, I was going to keep my strengths and this program is going to work for me and that, you know, the the running is just going to be like, really, it, it, it's just like the running is so much important to Spartan that if you work on your running and you get that much better, like 15 seconds better at your running, mm-hmm. it's going to be way more helpful than getting one second faster on the monkey bars, if that makes sense. Yep. So yeah, you can practice the monkey bars all day and get faster, maybe a second faster. But if you're working on your running constantly, and you're getting 15, 30 seconds a minute faster, like that's going to help you out way more in the race. And it was really hard for me to kind of accept that almost. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I've, I've learned through, through this training, I guess, that, you know, the running definitely is the biggest part. And it's just, it's also learning to love the run. I, I feel like America, I've, I'm reading this book, Born to Run, right now, and it's just blowing my mind. Oh, that, I like, love that book. You know, oh my gosh it is like i am so obsessed with it right now i just i'm like trying to learn everything i can from it and just talking about (laughs) just like going out and loving the run like not every run has to go out and be hard and you know like kill yourself over it it's just like finding that that groove that you have and um, listening to your really just listening to your body and um just going out there to run like that's what's gonna make you better it's just like getting out there and doing the run and enjoying it yeah one of my favorite things about that book is that it features prominently a female runner well actually two of them right one that set the record for Mm -hmm. like the longest ultra and then jenny the Mm -hmm. yeah seeing those yeah i'm hesitant to call them female role models but just like seeing females crush records that were previously thought that females couldn't do is just so empowering to read about Oh. Um, oh, sorry. If, I hope you sure. didn't spoil I was... it. If you haven't gotten to that, video. no, 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 no. Yeah, no. I'm about halfway through. I was actually just reading about Anne Trayson. I don't oh, know yeah. how to say her name. Yeah. But how she ran against the Tower Hamara and just like, I that was like the last thing I was expecting in this book. When all of a sudden there was this woman in there who was like killing all these ultras. It was so yeah. cool, like to see that. I, I love that. But I just, I just feel like it's so like underappreciated and under highlighted. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I just seeing that in that book was was really inspiring for sure. Yeah, and like just the fact that she was—I think she was a teacher—and so yeah, it's like this is one of my favorite things about OCR is that it's normal people that do it. Even like among elites, yeah. like you, like you still have a job outside of OCR, mm-hmm. right? 
And it just makes it so yeah. much more approachable than like, you know, when you look at the Olympics and then it's like, you know, Usain Bolt or other amazing runners and you know mm-hmm. that you can never do anything that they do even remotely. But with OCR, it oh, feels sure. somehow more achievable, right? No, for sure. And it's so, the real heroes to me are like the people, I'm sorry, not the people, the women like who on the pro team, like mm-hmm. they have kids and they have a family and they still manage to do all this training and, you know, have that balance. Like, I can hardly take care of myself and have a job, and here they are, like, taking care of a family and, and still training and doing well in these races. It's just, it's it's awesome. It's it's very inspiring, for sure. Yeah, do, do you train with the other women on the pro team, or? Um, actually, you... right now, so um, there's this girl, Becca Clifford, on the pro team, and she's been injured for a while, and she's just getting back into training. So this beast is going to be her first race for a couple months now, oh, if wow. not like six, eight months maybe. So I met her once in Montana and we just kind of clicked. Like we just kind of became friends. Um, she wanted to know, she called me one day basically and asked if I was coming down to Breck early and wanted to come out with me. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So we've literally been out here for a week and a half now just training together, staying together. It has been like the best time of my life. Like just being able to, cause I'm, I've always been somebody who trains alone. Like I do train well alone, but like, mm-hmm having her here to push me and, you know, work on workouts together and just like be, you know, like, just have a good time together. It's just, it's been so much fun. So I've, I haven't turned to anybody else. So with her, it's like, I think I found my match for training. <laughs> it's a bit awesome. <laughs> Amazing. Do you do any tandem workouts? Oh, yeah. um, we, we haven't done any like trade-off stuff, but we'll do like, so the other day we did um, like hill repeats basically. So we'd go up for like five minutes, just as hard as we could. And then we'd come back down and just, like, recover and then do it again, I don't know, like, 10 times or something. And, like, it, like every time we got down to the bottom of the hill, we, we high-fived and we were like, good job, like, we can do this. And it was just, like, it made the workout just so much better because you get down to the bottom of the hill and, you know, you high-five and it's just, like, that yeah. encouragement. Like, you almost don't even need to say anything. And it's just, like, very cool. Like, I don't even know how else to describe it. Like, it's just inspiring and um, uh, motiv- motivating, I guess that's the right word. Nice. Um and kind of speaking of training with other people, um, I saw in one, I sneaked up at some articles online, I saw in one that you mentioned that once you, you're kind of done with running OCRs yourself, you might want to train others to compete in them. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm actually doing the uh, Spartan SGX course right now to oh, uh, be certified and be able to train people. Yeah. So that, that's definitely a huge goal for me because I've just seen how many lives it's transformed, like not even not even like physically, but like mentally. And I've seen how far people have come, like my dad and, you know, my stepmom and other people, even a couple of my friends who are now getting into it. Mm-hmm. And I was working actually with one of my friends in my dad's, uh, in our office, like in our park. She wanted to like train some actual obstacles. So I brought her out. It was very like humbling and also like, I don't know, just kind of like amazing to see like, like she couldn't get up this wall, right? And so I'm here, like kind of helping her and teaching her, and all of a sudden she gets up this wall. Like mm. it was just like such a cool moment to be able to help somebody. Like something that I take for granted that I can do no problem to be able to help her achieve this and overcome it, and just to see that excitement. And like that's what I would really, really love to do is just help people in obstacles and running and even in life. Um, something that I frequently come up against, and I think you mentioned you did, you do as well, but when you tell someone that you do these obstacle course races and they say, oh, I could never do that, what do you say mm-hmm. back? <laughs> that's my favorite thing when people say that because I'm like, yes, you can. Like I've seen so many people who never thought they could do it, you know, and they 
as long as they put the work in, like anything mm-hmm. is possible. And even being around here in Breck, like everywhere we go, you know, we talk to people and say, oh, we're doing the Spartan race. And they're like, oh, no, I can never do it. And everybody were like, no, like you can. Like just trying to encourage like everybody we talk to to, to go out and do it because, you know, everybody can. It's, it's just getting started. I think that's the hardest part is just like wrapping your mind around the fact that you can and doing it. And what would you say is the best way to get started? Like what would be step one to get you started? on your first race? Honestly, I would just say running. Just starting on the running because that's mm-hmm. usually people's downfall and it's usually what people hate the most. And if you can, like, stick to a running plan and, you know, throw a couple strength days in there too, I would just say just, like, yeah, just get out there. Just No matter what, like, you don't even need to stick to, like, a kind of like what I'm doing necessarily. I think if you're starting out, like, just get a base run in. Just start running maybe, you know, three miles a day, four miles a day, like, switching it up you know, in pieces and things like that, just like getting out there and getting started and just straight up running. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's the most important part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely sounds like it is like even from my own experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So other than kind of making sure that you train well to get your confidence up, are there any other uh, secrets or advantages, like things that help you in a race? Like during the race, I guess, I have to focus on running my own race and mm-hmm. I have to remember all the races that I did well in are the races that I was relaxed. I was calm. Um, and I was just doing it because I loved it. Like a lot of the races that, um, I can look back on that I didn't do well on. I was, I was stressed out about the competition. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, it's really easy to get up to that starting line and be like, Oh my gosh, like look at all these women who are here. Like they're all amazing athletes and kind of like psyching yourself out. You just kind of have to remember like, no, okay. You know, I've done my training. Like, it's time to let it all out there. Like I put in all the work. It's time to just go out and do what I love. And that's kind of what's helped me a lot in races is just going out and running my own race. Because if I try and like, I'm not the kind of person that can like run, you know, a six thirty mile off the line and keep that pace. Like I mm-hmm. have to kind of start out slower and run my own race, let those girls get ahead and trust that I'm going to be able to pick it up the more I go. And that's, that's how I've won like a lot of my races is just running my own race and, and knowing and listening to my own body. And also just, I kind of like try and have fun with it too. Like in Pennsylvania, I remember at one point I was just not singing out loud, but like just kind of like singing <laughs> songs, like kind of be being goofy, like staying relaxed and kind of, uh, it's almost like distracting you too from the actual race. And just like my favorite thing to do too is um, what really helps me out in races is just like you're grudging up this hill, right? When you get to the top, just, like, looking out to where you are. And mm-hmm. just, like, in Asheville, it was amazing. Like, there's this, I swear, it was, like, a two-mile-long gradual hill. You're just banging it out the whole time. And then I looked over to my right when I got up to the top. And it was a super foggy day that day. Once we got up to the top, like, you're looking out over all that those clouds. And it was sunny. And just, I can, you know, the races I did the best in, I can remember those moments. To where you're just, like, wow, like, I'm out here in this amazing place and this is beautiful and like I got this like that's kind of you know what helps also me keep me going I guess in races too mm-hmm. just yeah just kind of like I guess appreciating like where you are and what you're doing and remembering that during the race amazing yeah I totally get the same feel I've done like a few of the European races that I've done have had amazing views as well and one in particular mm-hmm. in Italy um, near Rome was um, climb like climbing up a hill to like an old uh, stone city at the top 
Um, and it's oh, wow. really steep. It's actually really steep. Um, but once, you, like, when you get to the top and then you look back, look back down, it's just like amazing views everywhere. Like everything around it is flat. Wow! So you can just see like views for miles. It's amazing. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah. So you're running um, Breckenridge this weekend, is it? Yeah, yeah, on Saturday. Are you psyched or terrified? Not probably not. <laughs> Um, you know, like the closer I get, you know, I, I try and it's been such a great help with Becca here because we're just like silly and goofy, you know, exploring the town and it's been a great distraction. I mean, I am focused, of course. It's just been great to be like relaxed here and just like going to this race more excited than anything. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm of course I'm nervous. Like it's, I've never done a beast before and I'm at altitude and mm -hmm. You never know what you're going to get in these races and things. And uh, I've, I would say, though, that I'm, I'm just excited. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to go out and race. Like, no matter what happens, it's just like, I just feel so blessed to even be here. I just, yeah, I wish you the very best of luck. And I look forward to seeing Thank you. some more updates on that on your Instagram. Do you <laughs> mind telling our listeners kind of where they can find you online? Um, so you can find me online at... Uh, Facebook, so I'm under just Alyssa Holly. So I'll be uh, I'll be on Facebook, and then I'm also on Instagram at Christian Warrior 14, and then I'm also on Snapchat too. If anybody cares, like <laughs> we're oh, just wow. like silly and goofy. It's it's uh, AV Holly 14, so I'm on there. Just that's kind of more like I like to have the Snapchat on there because it's more personal, almost like a lot of stuff. I feel like can be, you know, this is training and this is you know serious, but Snapchat's kind of like more goofy and into my personality and whatnot. Awesome. Well, um, for, for parting thoughts, is there anything you wanted to add or raise that we haven't covered before we break? Um, final notes, just like encourage people to train with other people and just train how they would for the race and just, I don't know, learn to, learn to love the run. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode. And in the meantime, follow our Instagram page at Grit Camp. Um, to find out who the next guest will be. You can also visit us at grid.camp slash women of OCR um, to submit your questions for future episodes or leave any feedback. This podcast is brought to you by Grid Camp, the online guide to obstacle course racing. It was created by V and myself, um, and you can find us at grid.camp. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or any other tool. You can also send us feedback directly via the page at grit.camp slash women of OCR or via our Instagram at gritcamp. See you next time.